the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode number, that's right, we made it, 90, which if you remember, the blood pact that we signed years ago said that we would stop at 90 no matter what. So, bye. But we signed the blood pact? Didn't we? No. Some of you guys weren't awake when it happened. But. Whose, whose blood do I have? So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and kick shit off with the really important news, which is that um, as of oh, I don't know when this is available. There's not a date on it, but coming soon to your nearest Joanne Fabrics. That's right, official Nintendo licensed fabric patterns. We have it all, guys. We have Pokemon. We have the Legend of Zelda. We have Super Mario Brothers, or perhaps you have heard of Mario Kart. Uh, We have, this says New Age Donkey Kong, as well as Old School Donkey Kong, and and a few mix and match designs just for fun. Wait, 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 no Metroid? Mm, Fuck Metroid. Where's Splatoon? No Zelda? I said Zelda. No Squids? They have Zelda. What about no Squids? I don't know what that is. Oh god! I accidentally played a video. This podcast or game is really and great. Watch. <laughs> no, there's no game. Can you imagine a game and watch pattern? What, what would it even be? The little bacon man. Kid, kid Icarus. <laughs> it's just that little like disgusting green like background that they do and and nothing. All right, but anyway, it's slow news week, and with good reason because this is also our last podcast before we wind up at PAX, where actual news will hopefully take place um if you're listening to this podcast and you're gonna be at pax and you're like hey you know what i'd like to do is assault some of the people at enemy slime in person um or tell them why they were wrong about something that they said uh did or put on their website now's your chance so bring a bitch i'll put you in the ground lucio's kind of not messing around and as long as a hurricane doesn't keep him grounded he will definitely be there and ready to kill Yes, so, I'm bringing my favorite knife. I mean, that's a good thing to say with you know the Pokemon World stuff that just happened. What, no, so, yeah. What what happened with Pokemon? I don't even know. Fill me you in. Know, you don't know? I don't. There, there are these uh, there are these two guys, this 18 year old kid and this 27 year old, because them hanging out isn't weird at all. Um, I don't like. I already don't like where this story is going. <laughs> they 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 post a picture of like some assault rifles and some shotguns and a ton of ammo. Uh, they got invited to the Masters, whatever, of Pokemon World's competition. Um, and they, they they took images of their weaponry, and they're like, well, we're ready to go to the tournament. We're going to kill the competition. <laughs> so these guys had the Pokemon Worlds, and, you know, the cops stopped them before they even get in the door and arrest them. I mean, shocking. Did they have <laughs> did they have weapons on them? Were they actually bringing they, oh, weapons? Oh, yeah, they had, they had all these weapons in the trunk. And then um, the 18-year-old, he says it's a misunderstanding. Yeah, that, they just wanted to show the Pokemon fans their sweet guns. I get it. Yeah, that's true. They just I'm, wanted I'm, to... I'm bringing... Sweet guns. Should we talk about video games? <laughs> I mean, I think that's the only way you're, you're going to salvage this podcast. That seems like the only thing that we could do at this point. So, Jay played uh, Danganronpa... Another, am I saying this right? Another story, Ultra Despair Girls. Is that Ultra Dick Girls? Ultra, no, it's Despair Girls. Right? I'm looking. I have to look. Yeah, Despair Girls. <laughs> nice That's try. Title. Uh, yeah, they, they had to cut it back for the U.S. release. So uh, you're the you're the Danganronpa fan by nature mm-hmm. of being the only one who's ever played Danganronpa mm. ever. So. I mean, there's... no, clearly not ever. Not not according to the people that like our our dang and robot articles. Those are all bots. No way, like those are just bots. <laughs> yeah. So so tell us. I I saw this game at E3, and mm-hmm. when I saw it, if I'm being perfectly honest, I thought it looked like just kind of. I mean, if I'm being honest, kind of a cash grab a little bit, like just like, hey, we don't want to we don't want to go to the trouble of making a. Uh, you know, another full Danganronpa title, so let's just make a weird, like, shooter. Maybe maybe even, like, the kind of game where, like, they had an engine built already or, like, had a shooter that already exists and then just slapped Danganronpa characters in it. Mm-hmm. But reading your review, it sounds like it didn't really play out that way. Yeah, I was ex- I was expecting a cash grab, too, and I don't think it was. I, you know, I think it had some of the problems that the first Danganronpa had in that 
a lot of the systems didn't really feel fully fleshed out and challenging it. So if they do like an Ultra to Spirit Girls 2, then I expect it to be a bit harder and more challenging and all that kind of stuff. But it's, it's, it's like a puzzle shooter game, and you get this megaphone gun that transfers hacking programs into all the robotic enemies you'll fight, and it's, you'll usually run into enemy setups where you have to figure out how to beat something like a dozen enemies with only like two or three shots from your gun. Um, so, you know, it's just paying attention to the environment and the level and, and which enemy does what, and then firing off your gun and making the enemy do the thing that you want them to do that's going to kill them all. And uh, it's, it's fun. It's like, it's fun, but it's not that challenging. Like, you can look at a puzzle, you can look at a room for a few seconds and say, okay, I know instantly what I had to do here. You fire off your little gun, you fire off, I don't know, um, your truth bullets in this game have a bunch of different effects, so you fire off, like, your dance bullet at a siren monokuma. They start dancing, their little siren goes off, they attract all the monokumas to them, and you'll see, like, an electric car, and you fire your move bullet at the car, and the car will run over all of them and kill them. And, um... Yeah, I, I, you know, the... This sounds like Party Hard. <laughs> the gameplay is not, like, very super complex, but there's some stuff that's, like, needlessly obtuse in the game. For example, your upgrades for the truth, the, your truth bullet upgrades. Um, it, they're, like, normal stat upgrades, but they'll have names, like, furiously and seriously and ornately and erotically and uh it's just really hard to keep track of which upgrade does what with names like that like there's a little um a bar chart that swings up and down as you equip different bullets and try and combine them but it's just really you know i i i figured out one combination of upgrades early on and i just stuck with that the entire game and that did well enough for me i didn't need much more than that Mm -hmm. so that's not the problem with the game. The actual game itself, it's very much like a Danganronpa. It's, it's got the, some of the same cutscenes. It's got some of the same humor and some of that same darkness. Uh, like I said, a lot of the puzzles are fun, if a little simple and easy to figure out. Uh, there are certain challenges that are a little more bind-bending, and you know you can really spend your time with those and figure those out. So all that shit is fine. All that shit is fun. Uh, there are a couple of really off-putting things about the game. I'll talk about the technical thing first. So the, the, the technical thing that's off-putting about the game is they have everyone's favorite, they have escort missions and they have stealth missions. And um, those suck like 100% of the time in video games. And you can imagine how much it sucks in kind of a standard Japanese shooter. Um, you know, <laughs> I think the escort missions are far worse than the stealth because if you fuck up the stealth... You can at least like shoot the room up, right, and then slice everything up in the room, and that's fine. But escort missions, your 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 people that you're protecting. Sometimes it's one person, sometimes it's t- it's a ton. They get three hearts, and really strong monokumas come out of everywhere, and just start slicing them up and chopping them up. And if those people die, you get an instant game over, uh, and that just like fucks with your score. Um, and I actually found in most chapters I could get like an A or an S rank. But in chapters where I had escort missions, that was like a, a D most of the time. So aiming in the game is a little wonky. Um, you can adjust it with uh, different upgrades that will either slow down or speed up your aim. So I, And there's like an auto-lock as well. So I, I use the sped-up aim, but I don't use the auto-lock because it's, it's a little ridiculous. But each Monokuma has, like, a very specific weak point, and that's their little red eye, and it's, like, really hard to kind of, like, lock onto that eye, especially when you're first starting out. Um, so they'll attack the person you're escorting, and often what will happen is their back will be to you, so you're not facing the weak point of the Monokuma you need to shoot. You need to, like, turn yourself around and, and fire at it and try and get in between them. So it's, like, one of those things where it's a, a more difficult task than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So now I want to talk about the part that like really bugged me about the game, um, and this didn't actually factor into my score. But the, the the stuff with like the escort mission, and I ran into some like very bad glitches that really affected my final score. This is your own personal hug box. <laughs> this is my own personal hug box. Okay. So you're fighting in this game. You're fighting a, a, a group called the Warriors of Hope, 
and the Warriors of Hope are like five elementary school students who are all troubled children, and um, four of these five students were abused by their parents in different ways. So you have like the one kid that was beat constantly, and you have the one kid um, who went through like emotional torment, and then you have another kid who is uh, made to study uh, like against his will. Uh, they would like pump him full of caffeine and that kind of stuff in order to make sure this kid stays awake and study. The, then you have you really uh, you're the good with, guy in with, this game. What's that? You really sound like the good guy in this game. <laughs> it's like every every dang is like that. Like, constantly. Like like everyone everyone is like that. Where it actually makes you feel bad about the people you're killing. Um, because you know you have to remember in, in Danganronpa one and two, the people that are being killed and the people that you're sending off to their execution, they're your friends. They're the people that you bonded with and and you've had like fun antics with. Like, like look at how much fun we're having. Oh, well, it's time to execute them. So it, it's always been like that. But in more, but in uh, in Ultra Despair Girls, it's kind of like the worst yet because it's like, man, these kids have really been through some shit. Um, one of the kids, uh, Kotoko. Usagi or something. Uh, so she she was um, gang raped by. She was a child actress, and her dad would regularly put her up to producers and directors and all that, and be like, "Here's my daughter. Just have her take her, whatever." Uh, so she was raped constantly by adults. That was her her trauma, and it's you know, it's not so much. It's not like the subject matter that bugs me. I think it's I think it's fine to like write about subject matter like that. I think it's just the way that they handled it um, that was off-putting because at times it's like, okay, yeah, here's the story of trauma went through, but at other times it's like, oh yeah, it's all just a big joke. So there's um, there's one bat- boss battle against Kotoko. She's like the only kid you actually physically fight in the game. Everyone else, you're fighting robots. Um, you're physically fighting her, and through the course of the boss battle, you have to like strip her clothes off, right? And the game... After doing this, like, like they just keep introducing these things where it just gets like weirder and weirder, and it's like it, it's kind of like Hideo Kojima, where it 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 borderlines. It, at first, it seems like it's making a point, but then it gets into a creepy part where you're like, oh, this might actually be some guy's fetish, and that's weird. Um, you know, she creates a, <laughs> a she creates like a tentacle grope machine because it's like, oh, this is what the adults did to me, so now I'm going to do it to you. Um, even after you beat her. After you, after you beat her little section of the game, they just keep on with like the jokes about like the the, the child rape and and the, the the pedophilia and all that kind of stuff. There's one guy you meet in the game who's like supposed to be your ally and, and a serial character, and he's like, oh yeah, I I like him young, I like him really young, and he's just he keeps making these jokes, and you know the game just keeps going with it, and they keep getting like just weirder and weirder from there. Like it's just like man, this is like just some creepy disturbing shit, and it feels like the FBI is going to knock my door just for owning this game, just for having it installed on my Vita. Hey, you're um, the one who wanted to play a game from Japan. I, I, hey, the I think thing... I think you came to the wrong neighborhood to uh, to have a complaint about a rape or child abuse joke. Um, yeah, but, I, 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 you know, do you guys get, get, I'm not saying it was one joke. Yeah, I'm I wish, like I would this... like for one of these podcasts to be just one joke. That would actually be <laughs> That would be uh, really good, a big improvement. Well, then we're gonna have to stop playing Japanese it's, it's games. Okay, it's okay, Jar- at least. But see, okay, bit. my Tuesdays but, would fly by. But listen, the the, the other Danganronpa titles they they showed a lot of restraint in or in terms of any kind of innuendo whatsoever, right? Um, the first one had like one weird moment, but that was even that moment was behind. Like you had to try to get that that little moment. Like you had to try to get the bad ending in order to see that little moment. Uh, the want. second, what's that? You have to want it. You have to want it. In the second game, oh, they all. There's want. a little bit. There's a little bit more <laughs> innuendo, but it's all very kind of. Um, it's all very soft, right? There's nothing too offensive in there. Like there's like one joke that's like, oh, when two girls fall in love, they get slippery when what? Stupid stuff like that. So this is this is the first time it really delved into like anything super sexual like that. Um, it's just like a really creepy topic to to go over. And 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 again, if it was like if it was just kind of her chapter, if it was just kind of her trauma, I think that's fine. It's just that they just insisted 
on going in that direction for the entire rest of the game. That was that was weird to me. Hmm. Well, well, I bet the real fans I love it. Guess hey. I, I guess I'm like alone in this complaint because I, I addressed it a few times in, in the chat and no one cared. I guess I can't properly convey how, how weird that is. Like I said, don't play Japanese games. Yeah, but I, can you name one other Japanese game like that? Um, God. Choaniki. Cho- Cho- Choaniki. That was the first one that Ray came play? to my mind, too. Ray Play, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Ray Play. I bet Wikipedia. Yeah, but has these a are game. those are these are you're you're like naming games that well, especially if no we one if in we, the right mind would would play. We're if we like well, this sounds like a game not worth playing either. If we segue into there like the playing mode, that's the thing. Like you guys, okay, so man, Chornik is like an old school thing, but some like free play. <laughs> you know, you you know, free play is not. You, that, you know that was like just some sick guy in, in his room alone all the time. So you're, we're not talking about yeah, but that's just because that's just because we can't we can't about, think of like the... the same franchise. We're, no, you, we're talking about the same franchise that that restraint in the past, and now they're off the wall with it. Like I can't name that many Japanese games like that, aside from something made by Hideo Kojima. I mean, all you have to do is look at a Steam sale for Japanese games, and I think you no, pretty much find exactly. What about your favorite game? I've seen plenty of their like like I know the story of that, but what I'm saying is that this is just just especially out there. The very uh-huh. first game on Steam when I looked for anime games is Pretty Girls Mahjong Solitaire, which features a large titted woman who looks like she's been recently slapped in the face. But that's not you which know, is that's what not the same thing. I mean, but that's what <laughs> I think of when I think of Mahjong Solitaire. But that's still that's, you know we're still not talking about the same. We're, we're talking about uh, Nekopara levels of bullshit. Oh yeah, there's no, we're not. There's Nekopara. What about Fairy yeah, Fencer F? That one sounds normal. What about Fairy Hunt- Fencer F is pretty normal. I mean, you have a ton of JRPGs that are normal. You have a ton of um, a visual novels like Ace Attorney and Professor Layton and all that kind of stuff. Those are all normal. So what about the one where you turn normal. into a pigeon? Spookies. <laughs> Hatsupu Boyfriend is like, at least that's, you know, it's, it's weird, but it's not like that. Ooh. I, will, I, I will say, I, maybe I agree. If the next Professor Layton all of a sudden has gang rape in it, maybe yeah, that, would be weird. that would be really awesome. Some of the whimsy will be lost. <laughs> Thank you, and that's what I'm trying to say here. I mean, you guys are like, you guys are playing off of this stereotype, and I'm, I'm saying that's not Luke, typical. Hey, hey, Look, you must fend off all the rapists. You know what? This reminds me of a puzzle. Oh, no. oh God. <laughs> 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 Professor Layton and the Lost Innocents. <laughs> yeah. You know, I only had to go down to any game store in Japan, and I could buy just, like, armfuls of games. But where... you're in Japan, and you're talking about shit that would never in a million years be licensed in the West. Well, right. I mean, it's it's a sick place, and occasionally one of them's going to cross over the border. I think this is the first time I've seen do something the cross over the border officially like in this official context okay my new goal and, and it takes you by surprise like again i i reiterate danganronpa is a very dark game but all their darkness comes from kind of like the portrayals of violence and other crimes never before have they covered sexual crimes i didn't get far enough in it but i'm pretty sure dungeon travelers 2 is uh is on the same level and well, and is headed very much towards the same thing. In fact, I know that some things have gone wrong because they couldn't even release it here without taking out um, a lot of the prepubescent art. Oh, it's 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 too hard to again. Well, too hard to that one. That one I I can I can um, you know that one has a history of it. That one started as um, a visual novel about sex, but Danganronpa didn't. That's like that's the distinct that's the distinction I'm making. So it's still a really weird, creepy turn to take for the for this franchise for this particular franchise. Basically, the first it's the like, first few Daganropas didn't sell very well, so now they're just um, uh, <laughs> marketing to. Well, it's kind of like it's well, it's we we all have the same reaction to Metal Gear, right? It's like Metal Gear, here we are playing this game that's a little tongue in cheek. This entire franchise, and then suddenly there's just a bunch of creepy torture everywhere. Yeah, it was hot. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about Party Hard. Man, you guys Hold are on. so... Hun- oh, yeah. Bijeru Noboru Sekushi Gameu Chairudo. I don't like that. Yeah, it's, ooh. <laughs> I don't want to know what that means. Oh, what what no. incantation are you saying, <laughs> Michael? It sounded I, I like... Literally did, I literally just plugged in, like, are you visual novel sexy game. <laughs> oh, this is, this is not good. 
actually. Some of it's kind of good. But. Oh, man. All right, let's talk about how... Uh, let's change gears here. I feel like things have gotten a little dark. Let's talk about killing innocent oh, people. I feel like that, huh? Let's talk about killing innocent people at a party, because um, I think that would lighten the mood a little bit. Um, sure. Did you play any Party Hard, Lucio? Mm-hmm. What, how do you find it? Michael and I did a video about it. There's a review on the site. I'm curious what your thoughts are. What Did you enjoy partying hard? You feel it was accurate. I enjoy partying hard. I agree that the momentum is kind of lost at the end of the, each level. What mm. really grinded on me were the cutscenes, where it was supposed to be super serious and, and dark, and then you, like, go and push some woman on a fucking grill. You or, know, I don't, or, I don't or, think or I would have noticed well, it. the horse, so that you will kick. Yeah, yeah, kicking people with the horse. Yeah. I don't so think I would have noticed it until you pointed it out, but after you said something, like I, I couldn't bear them for the rest of the game. It's just they're they, very they much fun. like you. It, no one's gonna get this. This is this is like a one percent reference that maybe Jay will be able to understand. But there was a RPG Maker game called Dooms. Yeah, and Dooms was basically it was this guy from Finland named Mister Big T. And he made a game about serial killers. So basically, it's a guy who is like 17, lives in a country where English is not the native language, and he decided to explore the psyche of serial killers in an RPG Maker game. Yeah. And I feel like that story is pretty much on par with what we got from Party Hard. <laughs> and I'm not only that, but like, it reminds me, like, the tone is so, like, dark, but it's. It's dark and shallow, you know what I mean? So, so it feels like it should be in hatred, not in fucking party yeah. hard. The the voice acting doesn't work either. Like like there's something about the the, the killers like, hey guys! Oh yes. tell me die. Tell me, officer, what do you think I was thinking when I murdered all those people? <laughs> Wait, I I'm sorry, I, I this is like slightly off topic. Um but there's good news. They're making another Dooms? <laughs> yes. Mr. Big Dooms 2, Seize the Blood. <laughs> I'm on the website right now. Is Dooms he... 2, Seize the Blood. It was released last... No, it was added to this website um, in 2012, and it was updated last year. The game tells... Uh, uh, okay, I'm going to read this verbatim. The game tells about Will Kennington, a world-renowned psychiatrist who tells about various patients you or his colleagues have treated over the years. The stories tie together, and in the end, the secret about humanity and its impending doom is revealed. As you learn what made these people become the mental cases they are now, you will have to conquer their personal demons so you can face the demons of the reality. He's right. All the demons. Game of the year, right there. That's actually uh, better than I think maybe the original was a little bit. There's a Dooms three too. Uh, thank God. I think there was actually a fourth <laughs> one. Uh, but but I faced the demons and the people and the dreams. The thing Where about is it go from here, from the there? thing about uh, this guy, Mister Mister Big T, is that when you he he had no shortage of game ability. Like the man could make a game, and then a week later he could be making another game, and it would be done. And like these are low effort. Um, but I think that he genuinely did care about the story. And the first one is kind of fascinating, if for no other reason than, like, I, I don't know. It's like it's like watching an ant understand the actions of a bird. Like, it's just <laughs> nothing. It just doesn't, like, I don't know. It, it's He was obviously so out of his element, and he just did it anyway. Dooms 2 was strangely engaging. I, I I reviewed the original a long time ago on our embarrassing RPG Maker website, and it's still there. And if you track it down, you can find it. And uh, and I actually gave him some praise. I I scored it. I'm looking at it right now. I scored it a 61 out of 100. I had a really specific grading scale back then. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and now, is that why and now you're like? Just is that why you're so scale. against like the ten, the ten, the ten scale now? Dude, I was so up my own ass. I don't even know what the fuck I was thinking. <laughs> you know, the thing is though, like in ten years, I don't think I'm going to be talking about party hard. But like even now, I could have a conversation with you about Dooms. <laughs> That's, well, Dooms is kind of a unique experience. I think a lot of the the RPG maker games were kind of a unique experience for better or worse. 
Yeah, I mean, this was like reading some kid's diary, pretty much, where he <laughs> thought about how he'd like to dress like a clown and murder someone. And so, like, it, and I mean, like, all the art is ripped from other games. So, like, it's the Chrono Trigger or Chrono Cross. The clown from Chrono Cross is the yeah. is the killer yeah. and Harlequin. <laughs> yeah. Part, part, part three looks like it's um, it's all Fire Emblem. <laughs> <laughs> Roy turned into a serial killer and it like it doesn't even matter if there's like an anachronism so there's a guy in like medieval armor with a sword who just who just walks into like his his room in the 20th century and like sees his wife and kids is like hi honey I'm home from work at isn't it like all RPG maker games though at the sword factory I was just at the sword factory I feel like that's like all RPG maker games where all of them are kind of like Hey man, somebody has to make those swords that you see in infomercials. <laughs> Do you guys not walk around the street with your samurai swords slung about in your back? What's the, that, well, that was the plot to Persona 4. It was like, you know, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're going to walk into a department store with our swords and you don't expect anything bad to happen. So anyway, Party Hard. Um, it's, pretty, it's pretty good. It just doesn't quite hold up for the length. I think if it was... Like half the price and half the content, it would be just about perfect. Yeah, would, uh, I think if it would just lot. like all they needed to do for the story was just like have like a little animation of like this guy at like three in the morning trying to get sleep and like the party going on, and that's it. Instead of having the whole thing of like you wanted to catch the killer, I but think, you couldn't. I think they saw it as an opportunity to like go. I don't know. It, it, it's. It's really weird to me because the tiny build guys are the ones who wrote it and they have pretty much been with the developer like from the get-go. This game started as part of a game jam and then it it expanded into a full title and then they didn't even have the story written until um I mean it sounds like they were in the process of writing it at E3 when I saw the game there uh, cuz none of it was actually implemented in the game yet. And it just it really blows my mind that they basically looked at this finished product and then that was the story they came up with. Like, I mean, I, w- I will believe that because it's completely incongruent with the rest of the tone. Of it, it is, it's almost as though like completely different people uh, were responsible mm-hmm. for each part of it. And I mean, it didn't ruin or hamper my experience at all because, to be honest, I didn't even expect there to be a story, really. Um, no, but it does because if there wasn't, there wasn't a story, it would be better. I mean, I yeah, guess, I can imagine that. I guess it would be faster. The The story just takes place during be load better. screens. No, it would be better. I, could, I, I, thought we I, I didn't, played, I didn't need any more... I, I didn't need any more justification for his actions other than he wants to get some sleep and then these people won't let him. That's it. That's all you need. So maybe a little spoiler. Did you did you beat the game, Michael? Or did you just yes. get like... Okay, so um, one of the stories that I was told about the game... Um, was that it would end with people becoming like a huge fan of you because you kill annoying parties mm-hmm. and that they would throw a party where they tried to like get you to come so that you would kill them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does that happen or is, is that gone? Yeah, that. Um, so the last level is like they have the, the party hard party killer, party hard killer party. And it's. It's probably like the crappiest level in the game because it's just kind of like thrown <laughs> together. But uh, it's it takes place in a subway, and like every time you sh- you uh, you kill a guy, they still call the cops on you. Mm. <laughs> They're like, oh no, he's doing exactly what we wanted him to do. Oh no, <laughs> they fucking pussy it out. Yeah, see that, something like that sounds like it needs to be like the fun. Okay, you got through the game. Now just have that's like a that's like yeah, a, yeah. a credit sequence where you just walk yeah. through and stab people while the credits roll. Mm-hmm. You know, it's also it's got this. I mean, it, it sounds. There's just something wrong with it. Like the whole last level, like it's it's just kind of lazy. There's like it has one new trap, but at, at one point these guys will just show up on the subway in like suits and they can arrest you like cops. But they just say like why. <laughs> it, it's almost like there's this wink. <laughs> they're okay. wondering. They're wondering why they exist. Wait, wait. Oh, no, no. Okay, I. I I kind of get what they're doing, but they didn't do a very good job of it now, now that I think about it. What Does the soundtrack to the game include Andrew W.K.'s Party Hard? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. If it doesn't, they have missed a major opportunity. 
It also doesn't feature the Vanga Boys as we like to party. It is. What about uh, what about uh, the Beastie Boys? Fight for your right to party. Mm, I think that's out too. What, it's a pretty badass soundtrack, though. It What's is the point of the game. It is, and actually, a fun fact: when I saw the game at E3, they also hadn't decided on a soundtrack. They only had one song, so oh, really? they actually pulled that together really well. Uh, and it sounds like it was largely an afterthought. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The soundtrack is alright, but you know, like, compared to stuff like Hotline Miami. I mean, of course, but they couldn't go out and license stuff the way Hotline Miami was able to. Um, I mean, I guess they could have, but I just don't think it was really. Oh, so a lot of the Hotline Miami songs were written for the game. Uh, in the second one, yeah. Hey. I, I don't think the first one has anything that's specifically for Dude, it. Speaking of which, we hear Skrillex is going to be on the Tony Hawk soundtrack. I mean, God bless America. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So w- when you do your, like, first twin or whatever, and this dust comes up, would you, like, go back and forth? I don't. I don't know. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> unequivocally, yes. <laughs> All right. Um, so that's party hard. It's available now on Steam, um, and I think I'd like to move on to to the second half of our of our event here. We've been promising for a while that we would have a great podcast. And we've been very vague about what that meant. This is not the great podcast. <laughs> just as a heads up. Um, but this one is of the greatest podcast. If you've been listening to us from the beginning, you may remember very early on, we did a podcast where each of us took a terrible game and played it and then just basically got really mad about it that week on the podcast. And um, I think it went pretty well. It's been like two years. We decided to give it another go. Do it again, and uh, an idea is so great we can kick it up every two years. The way that the schedule panned out, um, we're not going to be able to talk about everybody's games at once. But I do want to basically just start, and over the course of the next few weeks, we'll talk about some of the uh, bad games that we intentionally subjected ourselves to. And I think we're going to kick off our inaugural uh, bad game discussion with Doug. Who got to play a game that I think actually on Steam has one of the better ratings? Um, that can't be true. That can't at, possibly be true. Out of everything that we've played, I think <laughs> I think so. It, it is called uh, Dinner Date. And tell so, Doug, tell us what what happens in Dinner Date. Obviously, a dinner and a date. Not a whole lot. <laughs> so, well, first off, I want to say that. I really don't like this game. <laughs> that was, that was it, the aim. So far, so good. Calling it a game is a pretty pretty big stretch. Oh, so like, we're, we're going to have that discussion. I, and I know, like, uh, like, this game makes Sunset look like a fucking gameplay tour de force. <laughs> Are you on a moon by chance? Am I on what now? Are you on a moon? No, you're not on a moon. Yeah. There's no mirrors <laughs> or Are there moon. mirrors? <laughs> Poor mirror moon. There aren't any mirrors. You don't actually ever get to see the main character, which is probably a, a blessing. Because... Do, you, do you ever get to see his date? No. You're stood up. That's, that's the whole point of the game. Is you're, you're waiting for your lovely date Miko to show so, up. So wait, there's there's there you. Her name's Miko. It's called, it's called dinner date, and there's no date. No. Do you at least have, have you, dinner? All right. I'll, I'll get. I'll start. This is the basic <laughs> gist of the game. Is what you, kind of restaurant is it? You get to play as Julian Luxembourg. Mm. Yep, that's his name. <laughs> Julian st- Luxembourg. Who would dare stand up Julian Luxembourg? <laughs> he has decided that he wants to ask out the lovely Miko. Named after the raccoon from Pocahontas. Yes, I'm pretty sure. Now, he, What's he doesn't the, ask her out to a restaurant. He is going to make her a lovely home-cooked meal. Mm. And here's where I get to my first problem with the mm-hmm. game. He considers a dinner date a meal that he's going to prepare as bread and soup. <laughs> That's all he's made. Yeah. What kind of soup? What kind of soup? <laughs> There's yeah, nothing in it. It's just I'm assuming it's just tomato soup that he has literally poured <laughs> from a can. Because there's no chunks in the soup, as far as I I, I I can't imagine why this guy was stood up. 
I mean, I so, 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 so let, let me tell the story from Miko's point of view. Your cheap as hell co-worker has been staring at you creepily for the past four years. <laughs> Tells you to go to his apartment so he can cook you soup. Yeah, that's kind of, you know, I'll, I'll touch on that too in a little bit. The, the creepy <laughs> aspect of it. Okay. I, and so he makes a soup. <laughs> I'm I'm really glad so far all games that we've talked about on this podcast have a creepy aspect. <laughs> it's, it's a creepy podcast. <laughs> creepy about soup. Mine's creepy. Mine's creepy too, but we'll get there. So he, he makes the soup, and then here's my another issue that I have with the soup is that you can see vegetables on the counter, cut up, but there isn't any vegetables in the soup. <laughs> Do we? Do we? Do we ever? I think I feel like we did. I feel like we linked this in enemy slime chat. The guy who made like these really bizarre <laughs> meals oh, and added coffee, everything, and undercooked everything. Yeah, That's yeah, the, uh, like. the autistic French guy with like with like the the moldy peaches and stuff. That's what this guy sounds like. <laughs> no, you know he sounds like. Remember that that we are like. Uh, really sad looking guy that chatted link on these um, cooking videos. <laughs> Steven Weaver's <laughs> like we, we cooks. <laughs> oh yeah, oh I remember. He was like he was like the sex offender, right? Yeah, that guy. He was. He was. Let's add some context here. There are some videos on YouTube you can watch right now. Yes, called, let's add context now. They're called Weber Cooks, and it's basically yeah. just a sad man in a microwave. And he makes he makes some of the he he runs the microwave for longer than I even knew that you could run a microwave. <laughs> he, he basically like he basically just takes like like raw spaghetti and puts it in the microwave and sets it sets it for like thirty five minutes. And just runs it. What, what I know about Weaver Cooks is that they're also like the saddest meals ever. Like, yeah, they're so very, sad. They're, like, they're very sad. sad. So here's how to make buttered noodles. So Julian, <laughs> Julian Luxemburg uh, went online and found a recipe on Weber Cooks, <laughs> and then and then what happens? So he preps his meal. Okay, so now that I've got my soup rant out of the way, I'll get to how you what the actual gameplay of this game consists of. You don't. You technically don't play as Julian. You play as Julian subconscious. Which, oh. whenever a game says that, basically means this isn't going to be a game that's fun. Right. <laughs> oh, you, don't, yeah. you don't actually get to do anything. You don't get to move Julian around. <laughs> basically, you just, you're in, it's first person view, and you're just staring at Julian's kitchen while little button prompts float around you. And if you hit a button prompt, you'll just look at something, or you'll look back, or you'll hit a button and you'll grab a piece of bread and eat it, and then put it back. <laughs> And you do that for four chapters. Oh, for how long is the game? <laughs> it's literally only fifteen minutes. Oh, okay, thank God. <laughs> so, like, like how, how much does this cost, Jarrett? How much does this game cost? I don't remember. I want to say it was like too much. I want to say it was like seven ninety nine. No, that is way too much. Is it four dollars? Okay, never yeah. mind. So I don't. I don't want to misrepresent dinner date. I, I booted so, it up yeah, the other day. Please God, I no. I had a question. So, so you got stood up on what happens? Not nothing. Like literally nothing happens. You just get stood up. And it's just and it's just him progressively like you hear his inner thoughts and being like, this so he, like, he starts getting like really Netflix angry. Or? He's like Does does he talk does he talk about how his pain is just as valid as everyone else's pain? No, he doesn't he doesn't do any of that. He just starts rambling. He's like, Oh, I should just go out to the pub and get drunk. Does he yell at a homeless man and tell him that his pain of having a good job is worse than the homeless guy's pain of being homeless? No, there, luckily, there's none, there's none of that. He just, <laughs> he just starts get kind of super depressed and sad. He's like, oh, I really wanted this date to go well. And he, well I mean, we all want the date to go, go well, but in order for the date to go well, the date has to happen first. And also, <laughs> you need to, like, you know, fucking spend some money, asshole. <laughs> he did buy a bottle of wine. He bought a bottle of wine? All of himself. Have with his bread? Showed up. I was trying... He said, said, said the Trader Joe's three ninety nine wine? I don't, it was some sort of European <laughs> wine. Actually, if you go to the website of stoutgames.com, they recommend a wine to play this game. <laughs> do oh, they... Right, a wine do they pairing. Do they, recommend, do they recommend a tomato soup as well? 
No, they don't. Like, like, like a Campbell or a Pagrazzo. Like, which one is better? Which, which, which one do you think would go better with this game? Campbell's can... or Progresso tomato soup? Julian has purchased a bottle of Otra Vida, an Argentinian Merlot. Yeah. He's a fucking asshole. If you want to purchase an Argentinian, why purchase a Malbec? <laughs> Look, leave Julian alone. No. <laughs> His life is sad enough. I'm going to fix him. The wine is actually probably the most important aspect of the gameplay. Because... After you hear all of his pre, all of his dialogue in a chapter, you have to. The only buttons you have to hit are the ones to drink the wine, and then that moves you to the next chapter. Mm. I'm pretty sure you only ever have to hit four buttons to actually go through the entire game. So what you're telling me is that this game is basically like every night for my life, just getting drunk. <laughs> I've been trying. That's probably fun. So one of the things that we did when we did this last time is we tried to find an overwhelmingly positive review to just juxtapose with with our negative opinion. <laughs> There's not a lot of them. I am not finding really anything that is not clearly a joke. This is the closest I've been able to find. This is a thumbs up review from Unstoppable Rectum. <laughs> who, Dad, you almost, you who, almost killed me. It would seem actually had a pre-release copy of the game. And his review says, (laughs) this sucks ass donkey shit, but it's probably the closest I'll ever get to a real date. Oh, that's, that's, um, I I actually do have one positive thing about the game. Okay. One moment that made me smirk a little bit. So throughout the, throughout all the chapters, he's just like getting super sad and he's like, oh, I guess she's not coming, bitch. I don't think she ever, I don't think he ever says bitch, but he gets mad at Miko and he gets super depressed. And near the end, at the very last chapter in the last like probably minute of an half of the show, he's like, you know what? I'm fine. I don't need to go on a date. And then you hear a knock at the door and he's like, oh, wait, fuck this. And he just runs to the door and it's his neighbors. <laughs> and that just made me chuckle a little bit. So I will give I will give him credit. I played for 15 minutes. It was the worst thing in the world. But there was a tiny glimmer of of humor at the very end. All right, here's here's one more uh, pre-release review. This is again the closest I can get to a to a good review. Um, this is from Reaper, who says, "Tis game will make you think it's lick amnesia, but for dates with women's." A ten out of ten. It left me heartbroken, and I was totally choked at how this man was abused by a girlfriend who wasn't even a girlfriend in the first place. It sounds like. <laughs> It sounds like most of this guy's dates end in amnesia. You play as a man, British, Australian, I don't know, I'm bad with accents, as he waits for his girlfriend to arrive. You face your thoughts and try to block them out by smoking and eating and drinking. Dot, 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 dot. A true story. Okay. I do have Um, a couple more final thoughts about the game. Go for it. I'm thinking... Julian might possibly be Jesus. <laughs> okay. Because as you grab the bread and eat it, it miraculously just comes right back. Oh. And the same with the soup. You'll be taking soup after a sip of soup, but the soup never goes down. So maybe Julian is Jesus. And mm. Nico is like supposed to be humanity or something like that. And we have left. Judas. Yeah, or something like that. And we've we've left G- poor Jesus slash Julius behind. And th- that's basically what you have to do when you play this game. Is you have to ascribe a much deeper meaning to this horrible, horrible game. Okay, I am taking Julian Luxembourg, and I am plugging it into an anagram generator, and I have uh, Mahler Bijou Lung. <laughs> yes. So there of you course. go. We should have known all along. That that is Jesus in Finnish. Yes. Wait, wait, so wait. Legal bijou um rum. This is really reaching. Are, so, you, are, are you are you insulting me or something? I can tell. Yeah, what did Lucio ever do to you? Wait, yeah, man. So I'm looking at the store page for this and one of the tags is experimental. Doug, would you say this is an experiment in anything? Uh, experiment in shitty games. 
All right. It's not so, even a good story. Like, like, it's just him complaining about being stood up. Like, why would anyone want to play this game? The basic premise is something no one wants to live through again. If you get stood up, you really don't want to relive that night because you yeah. feel like shit. Why would you want to play a game about being stood up? I mean, it makes I, no sense. I wouldn't know. It's never happened. So, never yeah, happened I've actually either, never been. But why would you want to play the game? Stood up either. I mean, just to experience. I've, I've had a lot of I've had a lot of terrible dates, but I've never been stood up. I'd like, like I'd like it to happen just to experience something that will never actually happen. I had one Ever. where she didn't show up, but I hadn't paid her yet, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> like here, hey, play a breakup simulator. They're super fun. <laughs> no, like yeah, um, that game on Steam. No, no, no. Um, uh, oh, facade. Do you guys remember facade? No. If you've never played it, everyone needs to go to the podcast. Like, go to this website after the podcast and play facade. Don't play it right now. I'll know. I can hear it. But <laughs> you can you can buy it at inter. You don't buy it. You just it's free to play. You download it. It's interactivestory.net facade. And if you've never played it, it's um, it's fantastic. You basically get to decide whether or not a couple gets a divorce. I mean, of course, uh, yeah. those are always fun. It's a it's a um, it's basically like the game that Doug just played, except there's like lots of stuff to do because you can type in it. You can type whatever you want, and the characters will react to it. So if you type like "I have a tiny penis," they'll be like, "Oh!" And they'll be like, "Get out of my house." <laughs> Which is what you do when someone has a tiny penis. You don't let them in your home. But you can also like, <laughs> you can also kind of like participate in their fight and side with one of them over the other, and uh, it's pretty fantastic. So everyone should definitely play that because it sounds better than Dinner Date. Julian also has arthritis. Oh, like, poor Julian! Not, I mean, it's not a gameplay or a story element they touch on. His just hand, his finger animations are super fucked up. I, 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 I'm sure there's some weed you didn't find in the house. You know, it's weird. They actually put a picture of him like cracking his knuckles on the Steam page, and it just looks like his hands are covered in some kind of horrible pox. Well, the that's very well. Fantastic, though. That's probably why Mika didn't go to the date. True. Poor Julian. She didn't want to get knuckles. The disgusting monster of a <laughs> creepy admirer that only feeds you soup. Wants you to go to his apartment. <laughs> Should we should we get a little more cheerful and wrap things up with a little bit of Duck Dynasty? Is there bestiality in it? You, you didn't uh, seem cheerful at all after playing Duck Dynasty. In no. fact, I think I recall you saying something about how we are alone in the universe. Okay, yeah, life, life has I, no meaning. I'm excited to hear about Uncle Sai's words of wisdom. <laughs> so, so you're you are you play in Duck Dynasty now? First of all, let me just uh, clarify here. Uh, when games like this come out, a lot of times there is a portable version that is largely ignored in favor of the PlayStation 4, Xbox One. So those games have a Duck Dynasty edition that is completely different than the 3DS. They have almost nothing in common, aside from the fact that they are about Duck Dynasty people and killing ducks. Um, this game plays kind of like Animal Crossing. So when, it looks kind of like Animal Crossing. It, it looks like it too, yeah. So when you start out, you are a new guy. And you don't get to name yourself or anything like that. That would have taken too much time. So you're just known as new guy for the entire game. Um, but you show up at the, I, I don't want to call it a compound, but I guess it is. You show up at the Robertson like compound concentration camp. To uh, where you're stripped of your name and identity. I mean, you don't you don't have a name. <laughs> That's actually not bad. Uh, everyone just calls you new guy. So Did they make you sing chants. Actually, you know what? The more <laughs> the more I think about this, it gets kind of creepier. So you go. It's it's kind of like those um those those Nazi women's exploitation films. Yeah, that too. Anyway, I was just going. watching one the other day. Are they serving at the compound? So you get to the compound uh, called Duckville, and um, you go and you meet you go and you meet the that's Robertson. Like, that's like a perfect cheerful name for Colch's compound. <laughs> you, you go and you meet the Robertson clan, and all of your favorites are there. There's Jace, the lovable prankster. There's Uncle Cy, the senile old man who should probably be in an assisted care. There's, there's Phil, the incredible homophobe. There's Phil, the one who, the, the dad, basically. Phil, the dad. What about um, Chumley? There's no Chumley. There's Willie. Willie is like the CEO of the company who who's taken over for his father. 
Um, and then and then the rest. <laughs> All their their wives are there. Miss Miss K, Phil's wife. Um, uh, So anyway, you get to you get to this place and you go up to to meet the duck people, and they tell you they give you like some chores to do. They take you out to this little pond that they have, and they have you they have you test out a duck call and have you shoot some ducks, and then they have you um, you know clean out uh, their their warehouse with a little airsoft rifle. You shoot some cockroaches. And they, they pay you for all these things. Um, they pay you to shoot cockroaches? They pay you to shoot the cockroaches. It's not money, though. It's it, They're called bills. Uh, I assume like a play on duck bills, right? Um, so it's not like American dollars. You're not working for Wait, wait a second. You, you live in a cash. compound, and they basically give you like conscription money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't this like outlawed back in uh, you know nineteen twenty? So, so when, uh, when you're shooting the, the cockroaches, do they tell you to imagine like they're little FBI agents? <laughs> so the, 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 what you don't know is that when you went into the compound, they took your passport and all of your education, <laughs> okay. and now they are charging you to get it back, but they're also charging you for the stay, so that you can never actually leave. Let's, yeah, I think we got a good game going on let's, here. Let's get real creepy here. <laughs> so you go back to your home at the end of the day after a hard night of, of frogging with uh, with Uncle Sai in the swamp where you catch frogs. I don't want to know what that is. And I you don't get, think you caught, fro- caught frogs. You, you get back. <laughs> well, I've got warts now, so whatever. Um, you get back to your house, and when you go into the house, the first thing that you notice is that someone has broken in and taken all of your stuff, but replaced. <laughs> oh, so it's Firewatch. But replaced it with other stuff, like um, like a like a bass trophy stand where all of your fish will go, and then like a, a duck trophy stand where all the ducks that you've shot can be recorded, and basically like all the gameplay elements. And then to top it off, they took your clothes, so you have to change into camo. Uh, that they left behind for you, and they broke your razor, so you can no longer shave, and will have to grow a beard like the Duck oh, Dynasty crew. That's super fucking creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Well, like I a banjo, it's like. Can they just can they just go on the route of? I really like these guys, and I want to be like them instead of we're going to steal all your stuff. Well, so and the, brainwash the, you. To <laughs> the character even says something to the extent of like, "Wow, these guys are really serious about this," and then he's just like, "Oh, it's okay." <laughs> so he's he's fine with it because he likes them, but he's a little he's a little perturbed. He, he, he likes them because he has Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> was was this game secretly made like funny? <laughs> did, did someone like just get stuck in a room and be like program a duck dynasty game and the guy's like i'm gonna make it like the like jonestown so no 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 i think michael is onto something here i think this is actually the call for help from some slave that they have in some basic programming licensed games and what he's telling you is his life, and he's asking you to send help. <laughs> Jared, you have to crack the clues. <laughs> Find well, out where he is. <laughs> well, he put in a pretty heavy difficulty spike, Jared, so I don't think that'll Jared. be happening. Find the clues. I think you really are the only person playing this, so you might be the only guy able to save this dude's life. <laughs> it's very possible. <laughs> he's probably looking out the little arrow slit he gets in his cell, just wondering, like... Someone will come. Someone will save me. So, has to get Duck Dynasty, message. very popular in America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, one of, my, one of my favorite things about the game is that nobody... Uh, there, there's very little voice acting. Um, and so, instead, when you talk to a character, they do, like, a Banjo-Kazooie thing, where they... Basically, just make hillbilly noises uh, over the text. <laughs> so, like, you run up, you run up to Phil and talk to him, and he'll just be like, "Uh huh, yep, yep, uh huh, yeah, uh huh, yeah, uh huh." And Is there then, ever any get her done? No, no yeah. get her done. But so I like that actually. I found it amusing, and I and I thought it was it was all in good fun. But then what I don't like is they obviously did get some lines from the Robertson clan uh, that they only play while you're hunting. And I think each character has one line that they will pop up and say after every like two shots, roughly. Um, so after after you shoot twice and hit a duck, 
um, uh, I think it's Willie will pop up and he'll uh, no, it's Jace. Jace pops up and he says, ah, now you're using your beard for more than a decoration. Now, mind what? you, mind you, I don't even have a beard at this point. They've just broken the razor. I'm clean shaven, but nonetheless, I'm now using my beard for more than a decoration because apparently I fired the gun from my beard or with, <laughs> or with my beard. I don't really know. How do you use a beard to kill a duck? Now, my least favorite is I think it's Phil who pops up after you shoot a duck and he says, looky here, looky here. You kill him. Miss Kale grill him. And that's that's fun. Like the first time. It is every 10 fucking seconds he's popping up. Looky here, looky here. You kill him, Miss Kale grill him. Looky here, looky here. You kill him, Miss Kale grill him. Fuck you. Lay off the fucking moonshine. Jesus Christ. Um, Does Uncle Sai ever comment on what the Bible says about traditional marriage? Uncle Sai says something about how if you miss a duck, he pops up and says you're as blind as him. But that's a, the game takes no stance well, on any any politics of any kind. It, it's only Phil that was like that anyway. I think. I'm surprised there's not. Yeah, like most, most of them are pretty uh, open minded. <laughs> um, so, Maybe that's at the end of the game. Is Obama storms your compound and tries to take your guns? Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so all things considered, the game is actually pretty well put together. Like it looks nice. It runs smooth. Um, there's obviously been like some, some work put into it, which is a shame that I'm the only person who's ever played it. Uh, but the problem occurs where basically, so like what makes animal crossing fun? Well, I would theorize that it is basically how you have not very much control, but you have a little bit of say in what happens with your town, like who moves in, who moves out, where houses can go. Uh, where certain buildings will be built. And basically, you get to kind of watch yourself influence this town as it grows and expands. Um, To be fair, I bet the Duck Dynasty people would like to have say on who lives in their town. You can decorate yourself (laughs) in Animal Crossing, right? So you can get a bunch of clothes and, like, fun things to wear. I got that one, Michael. Thank you. I got it, too. Um, You can laughing? Because I can't get my point out. (laughs) Now I don't remember what it was. It was black people. What's wrong with the game? <laughs> oh, that's right. So You have no control over what's going on. Well, right. Beyond, beyond that, there's just nothing to spend your money on. So I get there are six things that you can do in the game. There's shooting ducks. There's fishing. There is frogging, which is where you go out into the woods and find frogs. You can dig holes in particular spots in the ground, just like Animal Crossing. The, the holes even look the same. Um, and uh, shit, what else? Uh, there's your airsoft gun that kills pests, and I, there's one more that I'm forgetting. But so all of these things will get you money, but then the only thing that you can do with that money is spend it on items that upgrade how well you do those things. So there's no clothes to buy, there's no furniture, there's nothing, there's no kind of like accessory or, or any kind of collectible that you want to purchase. You basically are just killing ducks with your gun so that you can spend the money that you earn to buy a better gun to kill the ducks. And that's it. Yeah, that sounds right. So it's a, so it's a free-to-play game. <laughs> no. <laughs> because, I mean, it's just, it's a remarkable how pointless it is, I guess, is is what... And, and that was the message that I really took away from it because you basically just you aspire to do nothing like you go out and you you need a in order to beat the duck challenge that they give you. You need a gun that shoots three bullets instead of two. So you go out and fish for like 30 minutes until you have enough. You're, you're basically like grinding with chores to get the upgrades that you need to pass the story missions and they just never change. Um, and when they do mix them up, it's usually just like having you go from one place to another. So you'll be in the swamp and Sai will be like, hey, I'm hungry. Go have Miss K make me food. And so you'll walk to her and she'll be like, I need fish. Go get me fish. So you go and catch fish and you bring it back to her and then she makes food and then you bring it back to Sai. And I don't know. It's just it is all so meaningless and pointless and just... Doesn't There's s- nothing pointless about hunting ducks, sir. <laughs> it's really, really, really dumb. It's just a dumb fucking game. I feel like this game is like the video game version of the Rage Against the Machine song, Maggie's Farm. 
Wow, okay. Miss K is the is Maggie. Right, right. It's just like one of those Hitler videos that Jay was talking about. It's um or it's like it's like the um the the hit single Santeria by Sublime, where they talk about Santeria. I also know how to improve this game with one additional letter in the title. Duck Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> you get to play as like Uncle Sai and you just like murder a bunch like of a Democrats. like a bow staff. <laughs> Dude, that sounds like fun. I it mean, it's, it's definitely, I think actually out of all the games on the list here, I think that this one is probably the most well-made. It's just that they forgot to like give a give it a purpose. It, it just there's nothing to do. Like there's well, like, isn't that isn't that like commentary on all video games and how? But I but I don't like that worthless and <laughs> I don't like it when a game points out how much I'm wasting my time. I don't want that. I want the illusion of not <laughs> wasting my time. This game straight up made me feel like I like it. It really dug into like my core of being like, oh my god, what am I doing with my life? Like, I've never felt that from a game like I did in this moment where I just like, Jace is like, go get 7,500 points killing ducks. And I was like, I just, I don't know if I can. Of course you can. I don't know if you I can ever. Do any, you can do anything you put your mind to. Guys, that I don't know. commander believes even, in you. Even if it has no bearing on your legacy in this world. I just don't know if I can video game anymore. <laughs> What's going to oh. happen when I die? Who's going to remember me? Um, I don't know. Nobody. This, yeah, I probably know. Just, just the site will be the first. So. I mean, the, sites, mean, the J, site J will last like I a month know, until, yeah, until no, the billing right, so gets rejected. Back up long before you. So, yeah, I mean, you guys are at a much higher risk, obviously, but still. Uh, really, Michael we should be wondering. Too much, so he's going to get stabbed by some guy wearing a hockey mask, so he's out. Yeah, I do love to Maybe party. Maybe will remember you. I just um No, I have Alzheimer's. <laughs> Very early onset. Well, I mean I obviously obviously in the near future, like in the next in the next month or two, someone's gonna remember me, but I'm talking like ten years from now. Who's gonna know? Nobody's gonna know. And what was the point of it all? Some kid will find your Duck Dynasty card and they'll put it in and they'll be like wow. My name is not even fucking on it, it'll just say new guy. <laughs> Jared, don't worry. Jared, Jared, like, wow, Jared, this Jared. this new guy sure didn't get very far in this duck game. Jared lived how he died as the new guy. <laughs> you know, Jared, if you really want people to remember you, a violent standoff with the police in your compound is a pretty good way to do that. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, I think that about does it for this week. So, a uh, three, four out of five. I'm gonna give it a two. I think. Where Where's the good review? It's well made, but it just doesn't. Where's the good review, Jared? It doesn't get a good review. What do you mean? Oh, what do people of Amazon say? Yeah. Oh, 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 there, oh, there's like no one. There's literally no one else that played this game. We really are. Um, we really are just about the only people. Um, here, hang on. I'll see what I can find. Duck Dynasty game. Uh, on Amazon. It's hard, though, because a lot of the Amazon reviews are um, for the other version. Okay, this is specifically for the 3DS. And this positive review comes from uh, Herman Cortez, who says, I bought this game expecting a simple adventure in Ducks and Dynasties alike. I would never have known that this would change the course of my miserable, pathetic life forever. As soon as I booted up the game, I grew a beard on both my face and midsection, and I mastered the art of becoming a stereotypical Southerner. Screw Destiny, Call of Duty, or Titanfall. Real men play Duck Dynasty. No. This review is more... Here, that one's not even a verified purchase. Here's a verified purchase. I bought this for my 11-year-old son. At first, he thought it was difficult, but once he understood what he was doing, he loved it. There you go. Grands- okay. Grandson loves it. Not a fit for my five-year-old. Kids and adults love it. Bought as gift. Item was as requested. Okay. Pretty it does have the mostly best positive of the game is that Amazon shipped it correctly. That is the best thing we can say about Duck Dynasty is that it arrived. <laughs> it arrived in one piece. It arrived. It arrived. 
All right. Well, if you enjoyed listening to our podcast today, I would suggest that you seek mental attention. Um, but you could also go and follow us on Facebook, Twitter. We're at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. It's uh, It happens every week. And it may even happen again, even though our blood pact still stands. I don't remember making a love So, anyway, thank you guys for joining us tonight. Uh, thank you for being here 90 times. Hopefully you were here 90 times. If you skipped one, go back and listen to it. They're all, yeah. they're all good. Or, or skip this one. Or skip this one, I don't care. I, I guess that's kind of impossible, but they made it this far. This is like an indoctrination <laughs> podcast. I, I, I bet you... Only one person made it this far in the podcast. Oh, someone will hear the end of this. If you hear the end of this, shout out to us on Twitter, and uh, and we'll be really happy. Anyway. Buy an Argentinian wine. Yeah, fine Argentinian wine. By the way, we suggest a Malbec to pair with this podcast. It's too late now, yes. but you can go get a Malbec and drink it again while you listen to this on repeat. So. Or just, you know, get drunk of a Malbec. Yeah, that'd be fine, too. Anyway, thanks again for joining us, and I think with that, we are out.